something like that. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's, Let's get ready, ready to right. rumble. Welcome to Suggested Donation. We have the Caesar <laughs> Sandpoo. <laughs> All right, should we get going? Yeah. Welcome All right. To- you grew up in Cuba. <laughs> yes, I was born in Cuba, and I am uh, from countryside, so... Like it's like the, the sticks. Yeah, pretty much. You know, my toy was a dog and a cat <laughs> and empty bottles of beer. <laughs> but yeah, we moved to Miami when I was 12. My parents immigrated. My grandmother left in a boat when I was born and she became a citizen and she claimed me and my family. I mean, wow. so that was a great, that was a, the, the biggest change in my life. I'm so glad. When you immigrated to the United States, was it? Was it legal or where did you have to get snuck No, in it was like a four-year process, man. It's like you play a lottery and then when you win it, you get to get a visa to leave, but only if people invite you. Invite uh, you. I mean, it's just so. A, but your grandmother was there to invite you. She was the one oh, filling wow. out the papers and the affidavits, and yeah, we made it uh, to America. At, yeah. So at age of twelve. Age of twelve, up to that point, I just saw art as my my uncle was a prominent artist in Cuba, and at that time, I just went to a couple of his exhibitions. He's an abstract painter, and I just loved the idea of being an artist because he was like the center of attention. Everybody yeah. was like, "Oh, yeah. maestro!" I'm like, "I want to do that when I grow up. <laughs> I just want to do that. Like, that's cool." Did you have any exposure to actually like formally learning how to draw and paint? He gave Cuba me a or? couple of drawing exercises mm-hmm. as a kid. He said, "Oh, you have talent. If you can look at something three dimensional and and represent form with no instruction, that shows that you have an intuition to to see and know how to translate what you're seeing into you know with your hand and." Put it in a flat surface. Right. So, so then he gave me some drawing exercises uh, early age, and I started uh, doing those. Uh, you know, it's Based. funny. Like he would do like a scribble, and uh-huh. he'll be like, "Give me that paper, abstract scribble," and and he says, "Make something realistic out of it." So I'll have to look around and make things up, and then mm, right. make a motorcycle or something in out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was cool, creative exercise. Was how was he um, him being an artist in Cuba? What was the reception like for him? Well, Cuba is uh, there's nothing private, uh, yeah. so it was basically he gets supports from the government and he gets to you know say what he wants and he's successful in the way that is not is not the people that have to accept it is just uh, their government pretty much and then they if they select you and approve what you do you become successful and you can make a living out of it but not like from sales it's just like they support you pretty much so you're just on like a stipend how much i don't know really i like i don't want to talk for him or i never i was never an artist in cuba i was in boxing when i was there and uh, track and field but as soon as i got to um, uh, miami i started taking you know art classes in middle school and the teacher saw me and said man you should not be in a public school you should apply to uh, dash uh, that's a magnet school uh-huh. in in miami for design and architecture and it's one of the you know top schools in the country so i applied and i'm glad it was free it was just uh, you know i had to pass the tests of yeah, entrance yeah, yeah. The, and and after that that's it i started i told you know they pretty much told me we don't have a patio we don't have sports so <laughs> if you're here you have to you know regular high schools finish i don't know at two something and we had to stay like two hours more yeah it sounds like you were pretty i mean in cuba you were pretty sports centric though was that hard to like not have sports oh i did it i i kept boxing after school uh but just, just like kids in the yard <laughs> yeah. street fighting the street. I, yeah i won no, a lot no. of fights yeah but i took it as not um it wasn't you know I, as soon as i f- 
felt that I was showing off in school and like, right. oh, people like what I do as an artist. And uh, I just kept doing it. Right. And I got a scholarship to study art. And UF has um, a building, has a section, I don't know how it's like, it's a art program in Miami uh-huh. with the New World School of the Arts. And I got a scholarship and I did the four years of college there studying conceptual, you know, like, you know, art that we learn nowadays. Yeah, like, like the... the the modern yeah idea established it's an established so what kind college. of stuff were you doing like i was doing installation like, i was doing uh, um little kinetic sculpture here and there <laughs> yeah whatever because the thing is i mean we have models and we had uh we had um you know live sessions with with models but we had we would be like putting a plastic back like a nylon kind of curtain in front of them and see through it and oh, try yeah. to paint what we see right from there. Yeah. it's just different ways to see the model right uh in different settings that w- you wouldn't think of doing it so they will force that they pretty much uh, make you understand how the art world works right and that's what i got from there if you go there thinking that you're gonna learn how to paint you're wrong that's why you go to an atelier that's why when i graduate when i well i didn't graduate because i got mad in my last year uh they why? didn't like because i was painting realistically i was copying the model they're like dude man so you're like brushing the shower curtain out of the way so you could see the model and then trying to draw the model and they're like no the shower curtain it's got to be through the shower curtain yeah no in one of your the- mall stick to move <laughs> it out of no mall sticks no mall sticks no mall sticks boy good point good point <laughs> No, no, but you know, I will do. I will be a good boy. I will behave. Uh, I will do whatever projects they want me to do. But um, I felt that for me, it was necessary to learn how to paint uh, what I saw. I wanted to translate the visual world around me with a type of quality that people would appreciate. But that must have been very like foreign to what was going on around you. Like that must have been. Yeah, exactly. But but that was that's what I examined. I thought people here don't do that. So if I do it, I'll be successful because I'm already drawing bad. But they think I'm Da Vinci already. So my so if I get closer, I'll be having more of a gap between me and them. And then so that was my strategy was to go and learn the techniques at the Angel Academy, uh, and then come back and say, Whoa, you thought I knew how to paint in your face now <laughs> and then i found out that many people were painting better than me by the time because i went to angel academy to the angel academy i didn't know about 19th in, century art in italy the angel academy in, in florence italy. italy yeah how did you hear about that well i someone introduced me to a computer <laughs> in, 2000, <laughs> in 2003 i did not have a computer at home and i didn't know how the web exists or anything like that i was just like very caveman type of guy <laughs> well you can see my beard now it's yeah. <laughs> And, uh, just punching and, brick walls. <laughs> and I was studying at the uh, in the library, and someone came and saw my. We started talking. They saw my sketches and were like, "Oh my god, have you seen this school in in Florence? Look, the Angel Academy." And they showed me how to put the website in. I'm like, "Wow, that it, people paint like that? Wow, I'll be. I'm never gonna get accepted. Look at those." And he's like, "No, they will teach you how to do that." So I'm like, "Oh man, I have to tell my parents." So when I showed my parents, I couldn't. It took me a year to convince them. Really? That yeah, that I could learn how to do that. They'll be like, "No, sister, you don't have talent." <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be like, "No, please look, look at the previous work that they were doing before going there." So finally, they they you know they got well, the opportunity to. Well, what was their what was their take on on what you were doing as an artist? Who? Your parents? Oh no, they supported me. Uh, yeah, they supported me completely yeah. in whatever. I mean, they're my family's really supportive. Yeah. So supportive that they. Actually, we, we didn't have much money, but yeah. we had we got help to buy a house and by coincidence or luck, that house increased in value. And when they saw the, the 
you know, the gain, the profits, they sold it and gave me that to study in Italy. Oh, wow. So that's, that's how much really... they trusted me. And, uh, with, you know, I'm, people don't see me now, but I'm moving. I'm like electric. Yeah. So imagine living with me. Ah, I want to paint. I want to paint. <laughs> They're like, fine, we'll They're sell like, the house. Get out of here. Go to Florence and paint. <laughs> yeah. Got to get this kid out of the house. He's tearing the walls down, <laughs> punching things. Yeah, it's like okay, you're serious enough. We got to pass, you know. So, so yeah, that's, that's how, pretty amazing. That's really that's like beautiful. Well, I mean, I I, I couldn't have done it without that, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, and the moment I got there, people were like Bugaro, and I'm like, what? Who, <laughs> Sergeant? <is>? What? <laughs> I was like, what had you impressionism seen? and forward. That's yeah. what I knew. And Velasquez was like, and we hear, we hear um, all these names, but more like a fairy tale type of thing. We never went into specifics because since they didn't know how to help that, yeah. they, right. they didn't know how to teach that. Yeah, so. they just ignore it and talk about the history of the painting, but they couldn't get into detail. So at least they could express their impression. It's like, oh, no blacks. You don't use black <laughs> or white. Yeah, yeah. So that was easier, I guess, to explain. But nah, um, the minute I got into a school, I, it's funny because I, I came into a school with little money and I'm like, hey, what's up? I saw the, the first project. They talk about like the whole program of the school the first day. And they said they say four years. And I'm like, why four years? It's only four projects, like four barred copies, two cast, three, four still lives. And that's it. How can you take four years doing that? Right. And so my mentality was no, that's not. And people were like, no, no, you'll see. And I didn't listen. And I was the fastest guy ever to graduate. So <laughs> how long did it take you? Four trimesters. It was a year, less than a year and a half. Oh my god! Wow. To complete the program. And after that, it's funny because people were taking three and four years the fastest. And after I finished that. Then people started graduating quicker too. They're like, oh, someone did it. I want to do that too. <laughs> and I was saving money, you know, like that. That's the best way to save money. Yeah, well, yeah. What was it like that. moving to Italy? Were you just like, whoa? I had no idea. You know, I was so ignorant because for me, Cuba is like the it's like third world, you know, and it's like medieval times in Cuba. So and then America stuck in the fifties. Yeah, no less. Like the fifties with a crisis. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the cars are the fifties. Yeah, they look yeah. like a bit worse so by the time i got to florida my mom prepared my bag like if i was going to i don't know cuba or something but like italy must be older than cuba so there must be i don't know we didn't know much <laughs> the cars you know, are gonna no be really then, old there they, she gave me like soap uh, like she, she packed me <laughs> they like won't have soap there how do you call like the things to dry your clothes <laughs> a clothespins and the line yeah. of the pin. yeah and i'm like so i brought two huge bags with she, me and i was staying with an italian family <laughs> at the moment i got into the room the, the um she picked me up at the airport she brought me into the house and be like okay you will be staying in this room but caesar I want to see what's in those bags. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen that. So I come and I open it. And it was so embarrassing for me today for her. It was like, Caesar, what do you think? Is Italy, man? <laughs> Italy. I, like, You're not moving to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I had new, oxygen. Making a new colony. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing masks. No. I had like food and stuff like that. Yeah. Like shampoo, they soap. They have food in Italy. So, like, yeah they're not known for that i was ready Definitely i not. was ready to survive you know in an island with the things like, yeah. for like three months like six know? boxes of ronzoni <laughs> so wow. uh so yeah so i get there and then uh, i start is and, and i think uh the school previous to to angel helped me out because when i got there in, in miami in miami 
yeah, like contemporary training helped me out because I got there with a fresh, with an, I wasn't intimidated. You know, I didn't know what to expect because of my ignorance, I guess. I just got there and be like, yeah, cool, pencil drawing, like whatever, show me this. And I didn't have that respect for the classical masters because I never was, you know, nobody taught me that I should have that. It's amazing. It's like when you do a sketch and you're not trying and you're kind of ignorant about it, usually the sketches are better than when you're like, okay, effortless. Really yeah. try to do this really well. So it was fun, you know, and actually when I, I was running out of money and I applied because the school was paying at that time 25 euros a week to for someone to clean before class starts. And people were like, oh my God, they pay so little, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm taking that job. Like whoever quit it before, um, I'm like, listen, I want to do that. And they will give me the key to the school. And I, I, I didn't see it as an opportunity that they will be exploiting me for cleaning. I, I'm like, I'm going to save money because I'm going to paint a night. Day and night they yeah. didn't allow that. But of course, now they know it because I, before I left, I told people and they tried the trick, but they would sleep over, bring friends, and yeah, then yeah. they got busted. Yeah. But when I was doing it, then they took the key out. No, nobody's going to clean. But when, when I was doing it, um, I would go in at night and uh, work my casts and work my projects. And I'll bring my, my now wife, uh, that time girlfriend, Valentina, to read our history to me and keep in company while I was painting at night, while everybody was partying, you know, Friday night and Saturday night. Mm. So I think that also helped me to, to go faster, but I had to keep it a secret. So people was wondering, how the hell was he so fast? And uh, that's how I think I pulled it through. Uh, you know, Just like uh, day and night at the easel. Yeah, I mean, the, people complain that the day is too short, but it's actually very long. It's like eight hours of sleep, let's say. You sleep a lot, eight hours. Then you have eight hours of work, and then you have eight more hours to do whatever the hell you want. You can work half of those hours and then eat. You don't need that much. You know, it's like yeah. when I did the math, if you're efficient and you're not goofing around, the day is long. Yeah. You know, especially if, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, I'm first generation American, and my family's from a you know ex-communist country. And you read about the people who come here who are immigrants, and they're the ones who do exactly what you're doing. The idea of like, you know, you figure it out, you take the opportunity, you take, ev you do everything possible to get the most out of everything mm -hmm. because yeah. it, it is here. You yeah. know, whether it's here or it's just that attitude. and I, I mean, As opposed to lazy, entitled people like me and Jay. Spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Speak for yourself. You're in New York. Buddy. You're complaining about New York. <laughs> <I was> Spoiled. <laughs> like, <laughs> so when they, when you were actually being taught um, in in that sort of traditional way, um, did, did was that completely different to you? Did you Was it weird or was it No, it was, I loved it. I loved it because I was so tired of hearing uh, the opinion of other students telling me how my work was bad in the previous school. Wow. So, when, you know, you get the critiques and the critiques in, in the schools uh, is just people, just the people that don't like you take advantage of that moment to just kill your work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, first, the, the work is bad if it seems like that because you're developing. And second, you know, it's just so so vague that you can talk about in many ways so they would just and and this in this school they say nobody has an opinion it's just the master and you and and one thing i did was like okay i respect how angel and the other instructor like jared painted at that time they painted like gods in my eye so i did not uh, argue with them everything they said i took it and i did it and i heard other students no but i don't see it like that that's smaller no it's bigger but look at it I'm like dude man you're wasting your critique time just shut shut up 
write it, do it, and then that's it. That's the thing. I mean, about studying, like you, you just you give yourself over to what they're teaching, and you learn it quickly. And Mm -hmm. if you don't, you know, if you fight it, you probably never get it. Yeah. Well, I come from a school in Cuba that they will hit you with a ruler, and they will grab you by the arm and put you like uh, on top of, you know, the cap of uh, beer bottles. They will put it upwards, and you have to knee on it. Like they will torture you pretty much if you behave badly in Cuba. So I came with that type of. Um, just respect for your teachers. And mm-hmm. discipline. And discipline. Too. It's like a discipline. So for me, it was like, these people are so disrespectful. They'll be like, no, but I read that Rembrandt didn't do that. What do you mean? I'm like, dude, okay, go ask Rembrandt then. Like, <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> so uh, so I was like, man, uh, these people are wasting their time trying to prove the teachers wrong. And for me, I was just quiet listening and doing it. So now when I get emails from students uh, at the Angel Academy, how do you do? I'm like, well, shut up and listen. And don't listen to the gossip of the students because it's most likely bullshit, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, the one thing about the discipline thing, um, I wanted to go back to the boxing a little bit because you were, I mean, you were... Didn't you win a title you while were, you were in Florence? No, no, no. I was in, I was in, um, in, uh, in Sweden when I started boxing. Well, in 2008, I got the gold medal at a European Championship. In, I was teaching That's classical drawing in, in the Atelier Stockholm. Yeah. And, uh, and I was so bored. I was like teaching and I'm like, man, I need something to do. So I, I went into this gym. I started uh, shadow boxing. And it's been corner. many years since you were boxing. Oh no! I kind of yeah. Well, or did you always keep up? With I always it? kept it doing. I I always had a punching bag in the in my patio, and I always exercised. So I was kind of not serious about it, but active. And and uh, as soon as I got into the gym, I was boxing. They saw me boxing. They're like, "Man, you know how to box. You want to be in our team. You don't have to pay membership if you if you are part of our team." I said, "Deal." I don't have to, you know, I didn't have yeah. much money, so I just registered with them, and I became yeah. a boxer, and they put trained me, and they like, they took me to um, this European Championship, and I was representing Sweden. And they <laughs> say, don't talk. <laughs> I guess I was white enough, I guess, I don't know. I was shaved, so I'm they like, they gave you like, like <laughs> blue eye contacts. And like, don't talk to the you're judges. Eating, you're, eating meat, you're eating meatballs everywhere, you're like, yeah, yeah. Shut bolar. Yeah. So and, then you were just competing? With, with so yeah, they took me to a couple of uh, boxing matches, and I won. I won five fights, and I never lost a fight. And then I didn't box again because I was going back to Miami, and the people at the gym said they didn't know I was uh, teaching art because yeah. at the gym I was like the boxer, yeah. and in school I was the art teacher there. So they were like, "Oh, I wouldn't imagine you can paint." And in school, they'd be like, "Oh my god, you box!" <laughs> like I had these two different lives. <laughs> but did you? Was there any crossover for you and just the discipline of both? Well, no, yes. I think, uh, well, no, yes. <laughs> I think uh, it helps because it keeps me, like, I approach painting with that energy. Right. Because uh, I think it's needed. It requires a lot of energy to be in the studio and moving back and forth. And even at the atelier in, in Italy, too, because you're standing, you're doing side side. So you're back and forward, back right. and forth. I'm like, yeah, this is, bo- I'm boxing with a canvas. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and the discipline and the focus. And I the, mean, this, that yeah. translates. And the it? training, too, because if you train wrong in boxing or you're, or you're you know, um, lazy yeah if you're lazy you get punched in the face <laughs> it's not like oh it's whatever like you, know? <laughs> you don't hilarious. get fired you get hit but so I, anyway so yeah so. yeah i mean i found that, that like I, i've 
always found inspiration in, in various places and watching boxing and Tony and I have talked about this an awful lot that like watching a really great boxer, you know, like Roy Jones Jr. in his prime was like so... It's art in itself. No? It really and is. Watch, it was inspiring and it makes you want to paint like beautifully and perfectly in the way that like he's boxing and like, I mean, yeah. that guy could, you know, get through a round without getting hit and land every power punch he threw. But at the same time, it's also the... Um, the di- I would always think of like that's so hard to do the discipline that went into this this training over every day over and it becomes part of your life you become obsessed with it yeah you have to run every day man and and for me in Stockholm it was difficult because it was icy it was cold it was cold <laughs> and you have to get up and run four miles and come back at four get dressed go back teach and then after school go back and train again like oh, that'll be my routine for months wow and and that was like the way it's like the you know I don't have anything else so that was that was it but the idea is that you would get your i mean in that case you were getting your body physically fit but you were getting your mind to be incredibly disciplined and i've i've i found with teaching and doing my own art and when i talk to a lot of great artists is that it's that mind game so much of art is that you know you know sitting down and doing it some some students come up to me and say well you know what happens if you know if you're not inspired and you don't feel like painting and you're not into it well you discipline your mind to say well it doesn't matter you got to get up and paint yeah, well, you get insp- I get inspired by pain, by working. Yeah. That keeps me. In fact, like when I take a break, it's worse. It's bad. It's like worse to come back to it. Mm. Like yeah, I feel, it's hard you know, sometimes. it's harder it's to really go hard. and pick it up again. But once you're in that once flow, you're warmed up and like, yeah, ready to go, yeah, you just like think of more ideas and more things come to you. Uh, so I think that's like if I got that habit of doing that, and then it was just works. But but anyway, so when I finished um, the four years. And it's funny because, you know, I was kind of like a rebel after a while, after all these critiques and fixing shapes, you know, for the cast. After I finished my cast, I would do something that they wouldn't like. So I, I got my, my first charcoal cast. When I finished, I put flies on it. And I dedicated one fly for each instructor. I'm like, this is this guy, this is that guy. And then people would come like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm painting flies. I got checked. So the project was checked. And I did this flying, like, you ruin it. What bad taste do you have? You have bad taste. You ruin a beautiful drawing. I'm like, well, and now I have it hanging. And everybody that comes to my house is like, wow, that is so cool to have that. You know, it's like a weird, like a print of my own. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's needed to be, I mean, in art, you need to be a little bit eccentric and yeah, I think, I mean, all the masters of the past were eccentric. They were all there crazy. was no, like, yeah. <laughs> Any name you can mention that is famous enough, you will see that how eccentric and, you know, oh, yeah, they were. They were batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you were doing four years in Italy. So, so, yeah. And then after that, I graduated. I got my diploma, went back, and I only I had uh, still lives and a couple of studies and uh, figures. Wait, would you say, meaning from Italy, you moved back to the back States? Back to Miami, yes. Now, is at any point when you were in Italy, were you going to just, like, I'm going to stay here now? I couldn't stay longer, even if I loved it. And I'm glad I didn't because people get used to the life in Florence, mm. but it's not a very professional type of life. It's more mm. like a student life. And it's awesome to be a student in Florence, riding your bicycle, drinking beer in the piazza. Yeah, it's really well, easy. the pace to just, of life. Though. Yeah. yeah. You're like, man, really, world. do I want to really go back to a real life? And <laughs> work my ass off or just hang out in Italy and Forever. be like, this is great. <laughs> but I always thought that like the pace of life there was conducive to being an artist. Like the slower kind of, just looking around and appreciating things as opposed to, you know, rushing everywhere all the time. 
well, you don't have to rush, but there's no there, there's nobody buying art over there, yeah. and I, you need to be successful. You need to get good galleries. You need to be in in the work in the art world to be able to be an artist in a way. I mean, you can be an artist anywhere. If you want to paint your garden, you can do that too. But I think in Florence, it was more of that, like a fun, like cool, like yeah. yeah. But I think I think that's a great atmosphere to to learn. Yeah. But to succeed, I needed to go out. So right. I got my portfolio shipped it to um, to Miami. Arrived there. And I told my parents, they're like, so what now? <laughs> like, We've been uh, waiting for you, boy. Great. Did you Wait. bring back the clothespins? <laughs> you no, know, man. I'm like, I'm bringing less things from Italy after two years than in one week to it. Um, so, no, I get there and I said to my mom, listen, I got my plan down. Just let me borrow your room half of the room and I'll, uh, let me set up uh, so it's funny I, I painted the walls great they're like what are you doing I'm like no I have to set up like angel set up so I can see the light and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the light the white of the walls will reflect on my shadows <laughs> so I and I gotta cut a hole in the ceiling <laughs> yeah Sorry. no well, no we had artificial lighting that's more of the Florence Academy <laughs> so so anyway so I got black uh, curtain a cloth and put it around the walls and set up my steel life stand got some marble went to a, antique shops in miami got some <laughs> pots and stuff and set it up just like i learned how to do it. right and i and i said give me like two months and i will build uh my a body of work right. and i'll and i get a gallery and start selling and they're like okay i give you two months boy otherwise <laughs> you gotta go back and finish your your degree you know because you need a title you need a diploma <laughs> you need a miami degree yeah, they, my yeah, my family thought that without a diploma, you could not succeed because it's like the standards. That's what people expected. Yeah, right. But I knew that for an artist in, art, in the art world, yeah, yeah, nobody has ever asked me for any of the diplomas. No. Right. I could be gonna... lying right now and never, <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't know. We'd be like, uh huh, uh-huh, oh, great, yeah, great. yeah. Uh-huh. Show us your Angel Academy paperwork. <laughs> a year and a half cast right. drawing with flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I did, so I did two, uh, the two months. I got like I don't know seven steel lives. And I went to um, to this gallery, and people in started Miami, asking, yeah, mm. a very well known gallery that only uh, deals with Cuban art. Oh yeah. So I said I have an advantage at least my yeah. you know my hey passport. Guys, yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I, uh, I there was a storm coming, a hurricane coming to Miami, and I took advantage of that because they'll be distracted. You're gonna get people in their game because they'll beat you at their game. So if you want to play their game. And when you gotta change it to your game, so I waited for like a storm. It was funny. And then I saw snuck the in the gallery and hung your paintings up without them knowing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, this gallery. I mean, they probably know who, when they hear this. Like, oh, that was a strategy. <laughs> but anyway, so I show up uh, with my car full of paintings, and people were packing up and putting tape on the windows and stuff because the right. hurricane was coming. I go in the gallery. I'm like, oh my god, I see you guys getting paintings and putting in the trucks. Do you need help? And they're like, no, 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 this is crazy. Actually, yes, look, go over there and pack that for me. So I was packing up and, and they're like, so what do you do? I'm like, no, I'm an artist and my car, I'm doing the same thing. I'm coming from the storage and bringing my... <laughs> <laughs> I happen to have the paintings outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also taking my <laughs> paintings and I always see you guys. So I want to give you a hand. And then I, they're like, yeah. So in one of those things that he comes out of the sidewalk, I open my door. And I'm like, look, this is my painting. He's like, you painted that? I'm like, yeah, I just came from Italy. I'm a Cuban. Like, Call me after this thing passes and come back and show me your work. This is interesting. So you waited for the next hurricane so like, to call? All right, bye. No. So <laughs> very, I was, very I, clever. So I was set up already. Did you keep so. helping them at least? Good luck with the whole hurricane <laughs> thing, guys. No, I went around the blog with something and then just left. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, so then I came back and said, oh, this is me. Remember me from a hurricane night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I uh, showed them the work and they liked it. They were getting close. Are you sure you don't paint on prints? Uh, and I'm like, no, no, this is a real painting. And then they liked it. Uh, and I started working with them. They gave me, you know, this contract and, and uh, exclusivity. But I didn't mind. I was like, anything that gets me yeah, out of... Yeah, you gotta of, get, it, get uh, out there. Get yeah. the motor uh, started, you know. And get out of your parents. Uh, yeah, show my parents. Yeah. And it's funny because that same day that we signed the contract, he had a group show and he said, can we put two paintings up? And I'm like, please. So I called my parents and by the time they got to the show, they had two red dots. That's awesome. And they were like, what? And my father saw the price. It was like $3,000. And he's like, someone paid $3,000 for that? <laughs> <laughs> and he just saw me doing it a week ago. <laughs> and then he's That's like, great. wow, teach me how to paint. Like, he, he made that joke. Oh, but And of course, we had like, you know, as far as being, you know, uh, Americans like Bonavista Social Club was huge here as far as an independent yeah. film. But it, we didn't, I've never gotten a lot of that sort of exposure with, Cuba because of the relationships between the two sure. countries. Was there, um, do you keep in touch with like Cuban art? Is it something that you're trying to put into your art at all? Or are you just like not really interested? No, in I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was born in Cuba and I'm a, I guess a Cuban painter, but I was never, I don't, my ideas don't belong there. And my process is not from there. Um, I think, well, Cuba has that, I think because they belong, they had, um, they were associated with Russia yeah. and the academies in Russia was influential too in Cuban training, you know, the for repping, arts. The repping academy. The repping academy. Oh, I mean, pretty much we had Russian teachers. Uh, Coming teaching, over? Uh, yeah, teaching in Cuba. So they had, like in Latin America, Repair. Cuba was this, uh, had the strength yeah. uh, that other countries didn't have. So that's, I think that's part of a, also a difference, you know, that Cuban mm -hmm. stands out. But, uh, but yeah, so... I started working with this gallery and, you know, selling works and they will be putting me in art fairs. So as soon as I left school, I was able to make the life of the artist, you know. Be but you're, you're making the life of an artist in, in the fine art world, which is really hard. I mean, just to come out of it and be like, All right, start selling paintings. In a I gallery. was lucky. I was lucky to be accepted. Some people. And if, the funny thing is that I don't listen to people's opinion without facts. Like, for instance, before going there in the month that I was painting, I would have friends over, artists or some dealers. And they would be like, oh, give me a painting. I'll try to sell it here. And I'll be like, no, no, no. That doesn't. Like, I, I kept it with my goal was to get that gallery, like the best gallery. And when I would mention it, everybody would say, no, man, they're not going to take you. They require a big ass resume. No. So everybody was discouraging me from mm -hmm. trying what I tried. And they no, you have to start from the bottom and build up. And I said, no, I'm going to start from the top. And if I fail, and then I go to a second option. And, you know, glad, I mean, luckily I made it happen. And then <laughs> what, what year was this? That was 2006. I graduated in, in the summer of, uh, well, I mean before, but I left Italy in the, in the summer of 2006. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in September, I was already with this gallery. So that's before Sweden, then after that? Yeah, Sweden was after. Because the thing is that after school and getting accepted in this gallery and having success, started having uh, the impact of declining my skill level. So my art was going down in terms of, you know, you were thinking uh, execution. About, you were thinking about selling as opposed to the, cra the craftsmanship. No, no, I was thinking about creating art that I felt, but I didn't have the teachers next to me telling yeah, me how to right. fix it up. Remember, it was, I have uh, the whole program with people next to me telling me how to make a painting. It wasn't that long. You said you were only there for in Italy for four years. No. No, four that's, that's, no, that's right. Four, I'm sorry. Four trimesters. That's right. That's but right. The, my diploma says four years. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah of course. Do the math, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no. 
um, if you have uh, people critiquing your art and suddenly they're not with you, I, for two months I kind of pull it off with my uh, skills, but then after more and more time passed, my technique just became worse. And I was thinking about the concept and developing the body of work and saying something, but I felt like handicapped. Mm -hmm. And and so I decided to stop and study again, go back to school uh, myself, like teach myself. And that I saw an opportunity uh, at the Art Renewal Center. They were looking for a teacher to, to teach at the Atelier Stockholm yeah. in 2008. So I was two years after this. And I applied and I got accepted. So I went and, and I was started teaching uh, drawing, yeah. you know, classical drawing or whatever. And that got me back into being uh, aware of, of technique. And I got better at it. Yeah, yeah, you have to kind of you have to be conscious of the errors of the painting. So by the time I would do a painting simultaneously of my classes, how how can I tell someone to fix something and then I have it wrong in mind? Yeah. So I would go and and see the errors clear in my painting, and I'm like, oh wow. So in time, I spent there like a year, and I just got better in technique. And then I went to Rapping Academy because uh, over there I met a friend. Uh, Alexander Novoselov and he was teaching workshops and I met him and he was a teacher at the Rapping Academy in and I, Russia yeah and in, in St. Petersburg wow. and and I said can I go with you and check it out and he's like yeah come over so we went there and spent you know a week um, going to the academy seeing how it works and and I learned some tricks I got I saw him work and, and what, like, what trick did you learn? yeah <laughs> wow. what did you did. think of the rep and their teaching and their their style and what they were doing I relate I, I reminded me of Cuba because of the discipline yeah. right uh, they would just go there early and do this and yeah. just not complain and you know 16 hours of yeah. work eight hours of sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> and though I mean the model was like well, people were uncomfortable looking at the model over all their students shoulders and oh, like crowded in there. and there will be like 45 minute pose and 15 minute break and when the break happens people kept drawing because they understand form they yeah. study form so long that by the time you do the the um, the model leaves you still putting information down. that's so cool and i think yeah. that's so cool yeah and the, and the way the approach of how it's not about like rendering the form as much as making it interesting to the eye so they will think of zigzagging and looking for points of interest within the drawing and developing everything at the same time it's so cool yeah. uh, to see that so i try to incorporate a little bit of what i how i understood it into my work you know? did you just kind of tour it or did you actually get to study a little bit there I studied it by touring. Oh, right, right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, no. I so you just kind of picked up what Fishing you could, and yeah, then you kind of sort through know, it. Took my yeah, sketchbook yeah. around and wrote things down and stuff. Yeah. So after that, did you go back to Sweden, or did you? Yeah, I was in Sweden during that time. That so was during that whole. Yeah, time. and then I I boxed, and, and that's I, when you were boxing. That's during time, yeah. the time that I was boxing. Yeah. And then I I felt that I was missing. I was uh, by not being present in Miami, even though I had a gallery still and was sending painting over to Miami my sellings were declining because my presence was i think influential in that people were just not missing can we meet me, the artist we'd like to meet the artist <laughs> where is he's Caesar? in sweden <laughs> the artist is present. so i decided he's to boxing. go back and, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> he's kicking some ass in sweden <laughs> he's in russia from cuba to russia <laughs> he's fighting he's like, oh, i knew he was a communist he's a commie <laughs> yeah. get him out of here i don't want any commie art so yeah no i went back to take care of my business and not like i don't want to be a, uh, a teacher forever so i said okay it's time for me to go well let me ask you when you were in sweden and what kind of I were you developing new ideas as far as the concept? Always. So what yeah, was, was what was influencing you? Was it just being in Sweden? Was it just the world? Was it what you were reading? Well, in, I, I was just trying to rescue technique. Like, how can I make a more like impressive image? Okay. You know. So yeah. that was my goal in Sweden. I was teaching. I wasn't doing many like in, 
you know, interesting work, but the technique was, I was rescuing it. Mm-hmm. And I was studying and more time to read since I was teaching and getting paid for it, getting paid for it. So then I go back to Miami and then I just spiced it up and, and finished with that gallery because I was having more, I, I wanted to be, oh, I saw this uh, opportunity to compete at the salon that the Greenhouse Gallery was uh, hosting oh, yearly. Yeah, yeah. I think you won I something. I judged it once. You judged it. I was the judge. Yeah. <laughs> the time I applied, it was Daniel Green was the judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I and for me, at the Angel Academy is when I learned about Jacob Collins, Daniel Green, right. everybody in this world, in the realist world. That's the first time I heard him. Uh, I didn't, and then I learned how to use a computer. <laughs> no, I, I was, I mean, I was fluent with Photoshop, but, <laughs> but anyway, so, so I applied to this, uh, to this, um, gallery. The greenhouse gallery, yeah. And they accepted me to, you know, to be competing in the, in the salon, in the salon. Which they used to do, I think every year, I think the gallery got sold, year. they don't do it yeah, anymore. Yeah, no, they're, they're close, I yeah. think they went out of business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But my, my, I wanted to be represented by them. So uh-huh. I, I told my father, I need a, another favor. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I need another I part need of the a, house. I need your car. Because I, <laughs> I need to drive to Texas. Yes, exactly. I, I told my wife, listen, you want to go and get gallery? You know, I didn't want to apply like by mail. Like, I read a book on how to apply to galleries. I'm like, yeah, everybody knows about now you wrote a book yeah. <laughs> you cannot you cannot learn how to do something in a book and do it and make you know it's like right. you should buy gold well it's too late yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so should buy gold but no one is buying gold <laughs> so you read about a hurricane coming to texas and so what i did was i got my my father's car i packed it up with a roll of paintings that i had uh unsold about like seven mm-hmm. big pieces and i got one stretch that was my mona lisa you know yeah. that was my pass uh, and i did and i so my plan what was worked. the painting what was it it was just a portrait a classical portrait of uh, valentina's aunt my wife's aunt uh-huh. and she was you know it's like the best painting i did so far and i never sold it just kind of focused it. on technique yeah like represented me about, right yeah and it had a nice feeling too it was on only technique people yeah. feel something about it because technique does that it takes you uh, to that level right of, right know, where it allows you yeah to, you see through it in, right you know. so then i i go to the greenhouse gallery and uh, my strategy was okay deliver the painting of the salon mm-hmm. so they will open the door and say welcome oh Cesar santos yes i was around town meeting collectors yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry i had to lie a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so I went and drove over. I, I submitted the painting, and they're like, "Oh, cool, Baba, we're busy. This is crazy. Look at this. All the painting arriving today." And I said, "Listen, I have to ask you for a favor. I have a lunch with a collector, and I have my, my and they want to see my art, but I don't want to show them like that. So can I leave? And I don't have I don't have space in my car because I have. Can I put it in a corner here until after lunch, and I come back and pick it up? And they're like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, well, we're not responsible for it though. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. I can paint it again. It doesn't matter. I just need that space in my car. So they're like, yeah, sure, put it here. So I get the roll. People don't know what's in there. You unroll it. No, 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 no. I put the <laughs> roll laying there and I get the little stretch painting yeah. and put it in the corner facing everybody. So everybody can see <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here, exhibition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I do is um, I put it there and I said, okay, bye, bye. Uh, and I just go to McDonald's and wait. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I go with my wife, just sit around under a tree. The waiting game begins. Yeah, just wait, wait, wait. So how long do you think a collector takes to eat a very expensive meal? <laughs> when your wife is like, you you think they're going to call you like, shh, shh, wait, wait, wait. You're looking it. at your watch it's and like you're hunting. like, it's like hunting now <laughs> <laughs> all right wash your face in mcdonald's and let's go back looking fresh 
So I come, I come in and I, 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 it worked. They said, you painted that? And I'm like, yes, I did. Um, and, and, but I, the collectors loved it. I showed them images of what I have and they selected two they want to buy. So I have to take uh, the ones in the roll and take it to a stretcher. Because yeah. they want to buy it. <laughs> they want to see it like properly stretched. And they're like, really? <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Can we see what's in the tube? I want to see it. So I'm like, yes, they're <laughs> and they, took, <laughs> they took the bait. <laughs> so they, we go to a back room, you know, backstage in a gallery. <laughs> so I go open up my paintings. They liked it. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to have a gallery around here because otherwise I don't have to drive all the time. I have to sell paintings <laughs> to my <laughs> So then they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, let me see what you have. So I show I wonder, them. do you guys know any galleries around here? Though? <laughs> Can you suggest a gallery? A really great gallery that wants to make you, a lot of money? It sounds like a bad thing to do but it's not you have to play a game that they will you know like they have this atmosphere around them and the only way to break it is by distracting them with something else and go to the fact of the matter is that i was having paintings that they were might be interesting to sell and we can become partners like, and that's the end goal so i was yeah. it's nothing wrong to lie if that if it's for a good cause <laughs> you're like the artist supporting the refugees <laughs> in miami <laughs> You're like the slide of hand artist. Like, don't look over here. Look over here. And as you're doing it, you're like slipping these paintings. No, that will be bad. How did no. those get into your pocket? I don't no, know. I wouldn't force anything. I would just present them my work and it worked. So, no, yeah. They said, well, we can represent you. I'm like, deal. When? <laughs> so then I took back the two that the collectors were supposed to buy and they're hanging in my parents' house. Nice. <laughs> the but collectors, they did their, your but they, parents. But they did, your, they did the job then. And they're still at your parents' house? Yeah, they're still there. But they, did, but they worked. They did what they were meant to do in that situation. Oh, we started working you from still there. Owe your parents they kept a nice the paintings lunch that they, the rest of the tube and the old lady they sold. You know, yeah. like the portrait. Oh, and the salon ended up also good because Daniel Green was a judge and he gave me an horrible mansion, which is a losing degree, yeah, <laughs> like a losing title. But it's nice. It's always nice. <laughs> it's you know? great no, no, job. It's amazing. It's like I had a ribbon, winner, but like great a job. white nice ribbon <laughs> with gold. And did you go for the ceremony? And of everything? course, I had to be there. I was yeah. like, I was so awkward having to like talk and present it's, the dinner. Everybody oh was so yeah. properly, you know. Um, so yeah, so I went there and I met him. Took a picture, of course, when he was like critiquing. Oh, and he would be like, if you pay fifty dollars, you can get to. You can get a critique yeah, by yeah. Daniel Green. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm spend, I'm investing fifty bucks in for in the, the future. Dan Green critique. And he was yeah. So I took it and there the was a fifty dollar Dan Green critique. Yeah, I something did, I like did that. Those too. Either oh, thirty really? or fifty. I'm sorry, maybe it was thirty, but it was money. For okay. me, thirty felt like fifty. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Personally, I I if it was me judging, I would have comped you. But you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten would have done it for for ten. <laughs> I would have done it for twenty. <laughs> Listen, Caesar, if you, you wait until the end of the night when he's really desperate and he gets hungry, <laughs> you can probably get him for ten. Or if you buy him a burger, maybe a Big Mac. Yeah. yeah. Now you're like, oh, I just for free. Could <laughs> you get him a six pack of Schlitz? <laughs> yeah, <give you> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll definitely critique for beer. So anyway, so, so you got the critique from Dan. So I got the critique, and what, while he was in front of my painting, I took a bunch of pictures. Well, my wife took took a bunch of pictures of me next to Daniel Green looking at my painting. And you so. posted them saying you're critiquing Daniel no, Green. I don't think, I don't know if I have, Giving I don't, pointers I think, to yeah. Daniel Green. I don't think I have Facebook by then. I don't know. I don't think so. I was out of Facebook. I didn't know Facebook existed. <laughs> It's like 2015. No, so anyway, so uh, so yeah, I got the honorable mention and I go back to my life being, you know, selling painting with, through them and everything good. And then uh, I just wanted, after a couple of years, in 2010, I wanted another adventure. So I wanted to be in New York. 
I went from Miami to Texas, and then I'm like, oh man, I want to be in that scene with all these big great <laughs> artists in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I moved to Brooklyn. I got my my U-Haul truck and filled it up with a bed. That's all I had. I just <laughs> drove it down and, move, and you know rented in, in Brooklyn. Was it just like, all right, that's the next thing to do as far as yeah? The I wanted to conquer goes? a gallery here. Like yeah. I wanted to a be New York an artist. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like if I don't have a gallery there, I'll feel this like. As a loser, like a loser. So you set up in Brooklyn, and I set up in Brooklyn. That's the closest thing to Manhattan. <laughs> right, right. So I said, okay, uh, I will. Uh, every day I will dream and think positive and think of galleries. And I said, Acadia is one of the choices. Mm -hmm. uh, Eleanor Edinger is another one. Right. And I like that Eleanor Edinger had two locations: uh, the, um, you know, the Chelsea location, Upper East, yeah, 57th. And oh, right. In they Soho. Would move. Right. They, they left Soho at that point, so they oh, had Chelsea yeah, yeah. and Upper East Side. Oh, okay, were, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was there for a year, and I would walk at night with my wife, eating a hot dog, and just walking around and looking at the buildings in 57th and saying, wow, I want to be one day exhibiting in one of those uh, galleries up there. And Eleanor Edinger was one of them I was looking at. So what else? So, so, after, so after a year, I saw a big announcement of the, the Eleanor Edinger saying, we represent Daniel Green. <laughs> we now are the official gallery for Daniel and Green. Like, I'm like, I know that dude. I'm like, let me think about this. This rings a bell. Who's Daniel Green? Yes, that's the guy that gave me that honorable mention three years ago. <laughs> so I started thinking and thinking. I said, okay, I'm going to do something valid. Let's do it. So we dress like serious collectors. Go up. Uh, Another scheme. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's not why. Like, no. It's just, I'm just thinking about being an artist and creative. Yeah. You know, it's creative. It's creative. <laughs> Creativity. Yeah, no. For sure. <laughs> so what I do is uh, I go get my, my sketchbook, put it in Valentina's bag, go up, walk around the gallery, and then they're like, oh, here's a brochure. We have Daniel Green. I'm like, Daniel Green? Uh, are you the Eleanor Edinger gallery? Look up. I'm like, yes, we are. I'm like, oh, great, great. I've heard great about this gallery. Are you a collector? I'm like, yes, I collect. But I'm an artist too. And I think, I, if I remember, yes, it was Daniel Green that told me that you should check out my work. I said, oh, they, he gave me a prize a couple of years back in uh, the Greenhouse Gallery. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, you should see my work. Well, come to the office. Show me your work. I'm like, well, I didn't come prepared. I don't have anything with me, but I have a website. Like, sure, you want coffee? I'm like, yeah. They go down, they sit down, look at my website. They start liking my paintings. Nice. So we started getting in, in, in a relationship yeah. and she, she liked my work. So most, of the, most of the works that she was pointing out, so I'm like, you know, that's sold, that's sold, that's sold. It was true, but some of them weren't, but I would say that sure, just yeah. to get more. Yeah, uh, yeah, the like, energy, you got to build yeah. up that energy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, play, play hard. <laughs> so as soon as Don't she said... Don't get that excited. <laughs> You guys are gonna start shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah. So Caesar taught me a few moves. <laughs> yeah, careful guys. Yeah. So um so yeah, so she likes some works and I said they're available in Miami. And she goes back, she, uh, she says, well, I want these, when can I have them here? And I said, whenever you want. Can I have them next week? I'm like, yes. So I sent Valentina over to get the paintings and ship them, ship them over to, to Chelsea. And after a week, I, was, I couldn't live with that. I was like, what if Daniel Green comes one day? He doesn't know me. He's not going to recognize me. And he's going to say, oh, Caesar's I here. Said that. Look, the guy. Yeah. I know. So I felt bad. I said, listen, um, Remember when I came that time and I said that about Daniel Green? He said, he's got and a I terrible memory. He won't remember anything. <laughs> I said, no, I don't know him. Like, he probably doesn't remem uh, remember me. And that was just for me to talk to you. You lied to me. 
Really? Oh, yeah, I felt bad, but she was, I mean, she, she didn't like that. I lied to her. Uh, and then from that moment on, we always argued. <laughs> she never believed anything else I said. I'm like, I'm not a liar. I was just trying to get you to talk I to me. Get the foot in the door. So you Guys, should but never yeah. have come clean. I know, I regret it because I never saw him ever. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they closed the gallery too. So <laughs> Because of you? Because of, of your lies. lies. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with my energy? Job, man. Greenhouse clothes. Yeah. Leaving a trail of destruction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hope no galleries are listening to this podcast. <laughs> or maybe my work is so bad that only about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I was like, that's my. So when I get emails all the time, Caesar, how do you get into galleries? I'm like, oops, I should have been lie, cheat, and steal. So it's, I think it's the first time I say that. Uh, uh, these stories and I think I, I don't know if I should be saying these things or, no, I think it's, but, because there is an atmosphere in galleries that are intimidating absolutely. and if you come inside as an artist you just feel like a piece of crap crap you go in there and you're like I am an artist but they, they turn around they don't they want to talk to you so I'm a collector and I know these people that you are bragging about Talk they to do me. that on purpose. Yeah. You you realize they do that on purpose a lot of times. I'm gonna play to the be game. like, hey, look, we're above you. Mm -hmm. you. You, we don't need you. You need us, and it's, that's not the case. Yeah, but and that that I think there's a huge problem with the gallery scene because that's the norm. And they the deserve to be lied to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're they, good. You galleries. heard it here first, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but no, yeah. But it's true that artists are everywhere. Of course. And, and you know, you have to have control. We're a dime a dozen. <laughs> this know? episode is off the so, rails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to have, um, you know. But yeah, you cannot follow the application method that they, you no, know, it's recommend it's because you're gonna get lost in between all these. You know? During that time, uh, I, I kind of want to go back to what you were painting. What were you doing? What was your idea of what your art was? Like, what was your vision? Well, I always wanted to, you know, I'm going to tell you a story that, that relates to that. That is the biggest lesson I learned after going to the Angel Academy. Because I, I was doing still lives. Why? Because that's what the school taught me. Is that I didn't come with the idea of setting up and take shit and putting it together and painting it it was them so as an artist i i was doing that that's i didn't think about it and one day i was showing in art dc that's an art fair it takes place in washington dc and i and i saw a booth and with uh guillermo muñoz vera i don't know if you know him uh vera sure what the fuck I'm, I'm i can say it in spanish guillermo muñoz vera vera yeah. i was saying it in english yeah, vera. Yeah. vera vera he's with forum i think he has some uh works oh, okay. at forum gallery about, yeah. so anyways i wanted to he was with the spanish gallery and and he was i started talking to the guy to the dealer and he said, well, the, uh, the artist is coming. Uh, if you want to wait for him, he'll, you meet him. And I'm like, of course. He speaks Spanish. He's from Chile. He lives in Spain. And when he comes, I said, man, I'm going to show off. Because after school, I thought I was like, the best painter ever. I'm like, man, my skills are the best. Look at all this contemporary crap. Right. So when he came, I'm like, this guy paints realism. But I can, I mean, he's famous. He sells for a lot. I'm starting, but I'm going to show him what my paintings are. So he comes up. I try to be nice. Blah, blah, blah. I said, can you come to my booth and see my stuff? I would like to hear your opinion. In my head, I was like, and I hope he's like, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have him over, and he comes and stands in front of my three steel lives that I had. He looks at them. He's taking his time. I'm like, wow, his mind is just blown. <laughs> <laughs> I just blew speechless. his mind. He must Rendered be intimidated. <laughs> he's going to be throwing his brushes across the studio. You know and that it. was the biggest lesson. You know what he said? He looked at me, and he's like, so are these paintings for your grandmother? Oh, wow. I met, I said, no, why? And he's like, w w do you have this white pot in your house? Like, do you have that white ceramic pot, teapot? 
I'm like, no, I bought it because I look at this glazing ceramic. You're like, wait, 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 do you have this cloth at your house like that? No, no. What about these flowers like that? But I felt so bad. Like, he just put me in. He's like, how old are you? And I was Did like, 25. <laughs> He's like, you're 25 and you're painting antique shit, like flower pots <laughs> and weird clocks from the 19th century. <laughs> and well, the 19th yeah. century, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been on the internet, kid? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, but it was true. I opened my eyes because he's saying, oh, you have bad taste. What about you painting? I said, wow. He said, paint for your generation, kid. You're young. You have this amazing talent. Why are you painting this? And I said, well, the collectors are older and they have good taste and I want to have, I want to talk about universal beauty. And he's like, dude, man. He's like, dude, you need, you, you need to go to the hospital right now. No, he said, he said, no, I think uh, you should paint w- truth, like right. your life. Like, yeah, I mean, like that could be true for, that stuff could be for somebody. It's not for you, right? No, like but it I, I be, thought it was for me though. Right. Because I, it, it, anything, you, remember, you develop as an artist. You're not born an artist. So you choose things that educate you or or fall into or become you know present to this situation and you you evolve as an artist or become an artist so you can choose path and that was my school telling me what good taste was it was it wasn't my own choice never you know and at the time that he said that i i it was embarrassing for me because it was true i was doing it for that and it felt like my grandma will appreciate that young people will come and like whatever man like have you seen the gladiator movie (laughs) you know (laughs) so so that was an eye opener. And after that, I started thinking about who I was as a as a as an artist, as a person. What do I do in my life? What do I like? If I want to go against, I don't like society nowadays. I want to go against it, or do I accept it and go with it? So it just started. I started thinking more right. deeply about who I was and my 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 uncle in Cuba always told me, think of how you can add to the to the world of art, yeah. to the mm-hmm. art world how you don't be, you don't want to be painting the past or you know you want to be able to to take people to a new place in their mind mm-hmm. you don't you know and that'll be successful you, you know you've achieved truth yeah. that would be beautiful like beauty cannot be something that you know is beautiful you know right. I, at first i thought I, a girl sitting in a couch looking at the light or the window w- was a beautiful thing but that's too late you know if that's a, that's just like a pretty scene that has been approved as beautiful mm. so if i paint something and make it beautiful but it's truth it will become beautiful the night watch was mm. was yeah. not beautiful at the time and now we see it and it's beautiful now you know so beauty is not a universal law so see? what did you start painting so i started thinking i started painting a museum interiors and i i remember like uh painting like a bull in front of a red roscoe painting and stuff like that and i was having fun with the museum interiors. so i started going to museums taking pictures of people looking at art and i started associating that with with my art you know with my art still doing realism still yeah painting it realistically i will paint this the the room of the museum a red rothko painting and a big cow in front of it looking at it uh, you know cows react to red so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so you just, uh, things like that uh yeah. i got a pad like a girl's period pad and I put blue in the middle and I said, oh, this is Picasso's blue period. Oh my God. <laughs> so I started playing. Wordplay. And then I, I was like, I, w- I realized Did that, that relate was- to like your, your school in Miami, like the more conceptual school? Like, was there a little bit of like, were you recalling some of what you had like oh, learned yeah, or thought host- about or talked about there? Yeah. The more time passed after my academy, the more I realized that those things had, had a value. Right. Because yeah. I was li- I'm living in this era and I have to add to it. Look, for me, it's easy. I simplified it like that i saw my in the past before um i think um art was like television nowadays 
it was a storytelling. It was supposed to be beautiful, brainwashing stories. Like it, that's what you see on TV. You come after work, tired. You sit in front of a landscape, like you know, um, church painting, and you're like, wow, looking to the space and the field. And that's what you do now after work, but you look into a TV set, and it's it's fake. It's beautiful. The girls are always pretty and stuff like that. And and I think that is uh, how it, painting evolved visually to for the public and i think the craziness of the artists like the 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 the, um, the temperament of of those artists got separated so now you can experience without craftsmanship you can experience that craziness that you yeah. can be as an artist you see what i'm saying like yeah, how, yeah. what would michelangelo do if he was if he didn't have to paint what he painted like what how can he do it so so for me, I saw it like that and I'm like, why would I be painting things that is related to television, you know, or, you know, pretty things that universally people like and stuff like that. That's what I see on TV. I didn't want to do that. I want to show my art point of view mm -hmm. as an artist. And that's why I, I kind of don't disagree with a lot of contemporary art because they're kind of open to that. Uh, yeah. They let you express what you have to express without having to paint like someone painted in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's why, you know, the, I mean, the point when you say, oh, you, he can't paint, it's like he can paint like so-and-so, because he can paint. If you get paint and put it on something, you can paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we got I just, I painted. <laughs> sure, so you can take it to, I mean, and of course, for me, it wasn't sufficient to just play with the concept. For me, I, I wanted, I loved painting. Uh, and I love mixing oils and or acrylic at that time and, and applying it to the canvas. But not to the point of like Richard Smith or to that point that if, like for instance, if I'm going to paint a portrait and it's about the process, of course I paint from life. Because see, I want to have the person there, I want to mix my paint and it's about this action of mixing paint and putting it on the canvas. But if I'm painting about... Uh, an idea a concept or a something. concept and you want to say something else that the process i think photography is totally valid and actually it's needed mm -hmm. like if i want to paint you like this right now mm -hmm. and focus with the headphones on right. i think it's better if i take a picture to capture that freshness mm -hmm. and then uh paint it it doesn't mean that it's less or more like if i put him live you know in my studio holding like this it's gonna look fake you know yeah yeah i know so mean. it depends you know uh, for, uh, on the intention of the artist and then photography becomes part of a process or not. So what is your process? I mean, I know you just kind of described it, but what's a normal, like, do you think of the idea, write it down in your sketchbook, you know, yeah. go over it over and over and then start, you know, gathering the pieces together to make this thing, you know, to, 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 yeah, get, get the image out of your head. Yeah, for me, that's what I, yeah, I, I st before I did portraits and they were more into the classical thing of a girl looking down or up or something or acting something, playing a scene. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, re I said, uh, I wrote down why I was doing that. And I, I, after writing it, I realized that it was just uh, like a, a convention kind of. Yeah, like I was just mimicking classical portraiture right and i said no i when i go to my crossfit gym i see this tough guy like standing there and his presence is just like huge and he's like a stereotype of the trainer so i want to represent that 
as it is. And when people see my paintings, they can imagine the him Well, that's teaching. true to your life. I mean, that's a big part of your life. Right? Yeah, for me, it was important. Like, my father is a welder, and I painted him just looking forward with a welding hat. Mm -hmm. And people that see that understand that he's a welder and he's the stereotype of a welder i don't i don't need to make him like welding and the sparks and him looking at the light you know <laughs> like for me it was just like his presence would tell me everything yeah and maybe you know so i always i'm always thinking of how you know i think it's harold speed uh that said in his painting book you shouldn't force to be original if you're honest uh and truth yeah, if you if you if you're honest you will be different because each yeah. person yeah, has yeah. its own fingerprints yeah yeah but i think you were born with different fingerprints but you're not born an artist and i think you have to put an effort to see your surroundings and if you want to succeed succeed in the art world i think yeah, you have to put an effort and and be aware that's what every all the masters did you know mm -hmm. they said okay what's selling what's oh church oh i'll paint i'll paint the angels man <laughs> like no problem like you have to look at the surroundings and say this is my market and i'm gonna focus on it and i'll be the best at it there are no boundaries you know like uh you are just free to express your artistic vision however you want anywhere you want yeah. you know and that and you're no no you, you don't paint for a market you yeah. just don't because if you paint Classical stuff is pretty much for your friends that are artists too, you that's know. True. Like you know, it's like oh, that's true. Musicians too, though. Everybody yeah. ends up making you know in in music or recordings. You're always doing what your peers are doing, and or you're always reacting to that. You don't want to break their hearts, you know. Yeah. You don't want to say something and they will put you out of the group. Of like like uh, uh, someone told me in uh, GCA, one of the teach one of the instructors. Uh, is that me? <laughs> nah, nah, you. No, he told me no. You you care about. Uh, contemporary art that's why i don't put you in my magazine or something like that like you know and that 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 circle is is also influenced by like you know if i don't belong to a group then they take me out but as an artist you need to be out of a group if you're in a group you're not you're gonna be comfortable and people be like yeah man you know how to paint yeah you saw my castle look at my shadows oh i love it but it's just small well we were talking about that earlier uh, before we started recording the idea that like when you're kind of an outsider or something you look at you know a group and they all just look the same and you know you look at i, I think two outsiders of let's say the the gca people come in here and the figure drawings you know, maybe are impressive, but also they all look the same. And it, it's also a hallmark of connoisseurship to be able to right. discern finer distinctions between things. Yeah, but are you talking about the difference within the school or in the world? Because if you belong to a group, okay, are you grouping out the contemporary art fair or are you grouping out an academy? That's different because there, I'm talking about... Um, groups of people that paint similarly because they have an ideal of what painting should be yeah they might be different so you're talking about the concept i'm talking not about the way, that within right. the art world yeah. it's not unique because you're painting what your peers are painting people painting the same still still life with yeah. one light source yeah but that's i think that is fine you have to do that because to learn how to paint you have to have a structure right, right as a student yeah as a student you have to and the school needs students and and you need to you get students by showing off the school work of other students so it's a mechanism either the contemporary art schools sell their ideas oh we trained this and so and so guy here you show off your skills you say hey listen look at our paintings come yeah, in yeah. but i think that's perfectly fine and i think you shouldn't be looking at photographs when you're studying because they're just don't describe form and it's like it pretty much translated 
for you from a machine. Like you don't want to have that in your life. You want to be able to study from life and learn the form if you want to paint realistically, you know, successfully. But after school is over, you can, I mean, I don't recommend carrying that to your studio and saying, this is good taste, man. I'm going to do still lifes. I don't think it's a coincidence that you're doing still lifes. No, it was a school's influence on you or a figure, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, try to be, like, honest. Look around. What do you like? Do you like playing soccer? Do you walk to a park? Do you drink beer? Do you get into fights? Do you steal? You, like, are you crazy with some themes? Like, do you like collecting stamps? Like, what do you do? And, and try to represent that you are somehow, whatever you do, mm-hmm. instead of doing whatever they taught you to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like weird. That's why I don't, I don't think uh, photo, as a, a photography as nothing else than just part of the process. Like, for instance, if I was in prison and I was, <laughs> and I'm in a cell in a prison and they will be like, okay, you have an hour break. You can paint here or you can go paint from life. I'll be like, yes, I'll go out and paint from life. But I live life. Like, I'm free. So I, even though I'm painting, looking at a photo or using it as a reference, I paint from life. It's my life. I go to the gym. I look at these people. I'm thinking about art. So when I'm painting, I'm using my life. It doesn't mean that. I, in fact, some people stand in front of life and paint it with not altering much. And then it looks like a photo. And then you say, it looks like a photo. But like, man, you're ignorant. This is from life. <laughs> well, don't blame the poor guy. It's 90% like a photo. <laughs> you know, it's like, maybe Rembrandt is 50% like a photo. And maybe Michelangelo is 15% like a photo. Well, yours is 99% like a photo. <laughs> maybe you're, you know, so if, if you're in front of life or if you're in front of a photo, add whatever you have in your, in your vision to paint, you know, I'm, I'm added to the photo so that it doesn't look like a photo, like a painting from a photo, or added to the life so it doesn't look like a static scene, like a photo, you know, change the light, change the things, like whatever you have. And I think that's important. Uh, and we should approach it like that. We should pursue that. Mm-hmm. Is there um, artists that you're looking at or you're influenced by these days or you just kind of, you know, try not to get influenced by, by no, stuff around right now? I just don't have the time to look around that much but for instance i wrote i wrote a couple of names here coming in uh of artists i'm saying in case you ask me uh for instance dan witz i love how dan he Witz, paints yeah well, the things i love about him is like the the crowds like yeah he the just crowd scenes, a yeah. lot of crowds and people stick together and that rep- that gives you the he didn't paint a scene in new york but it gives you that city life or like bunch of overpopulated type of thing it gives you a weird thing so i, I like like you know yeah people that paint like that um so anyway, so yeah, I have a few. Who else? Names. Want to name a few more? Oh yeah, of course. Please. Um, well, this is pronounced Giddis, Jeremy Giddis, British he, painter, the astronauts. He paints yeah, the astronauts yeah. like yeah, around. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a yeah, new cool. poetry. You know, it's like a new way. It takes my mind to a place I've never been, and uh, so you know, things like people like that are influential, and yeah. I just. Every time I feel I see a painting like that, I'm like, oh man, I should have painted that. You know, I, mean, I want it to be that. <laughs> you took my idea. <laughs> you know, it's too late now, but yeah. Do you still look back into some of like the you know the 19th and 17th century art? Are you still? Or oh 19th, yeah. 19th? Are oh, you man. always well, like your going sketchbook? My sketchbook. Just don't look at your sketchbooks. You, know? you do a lot of Classic copies. Art. They're really nice. I always try to improve my technique to be able to express my ideas better, and to stand out from the people that have less uh, ability to express yeah. and make a beautiful image. Yeah. So yeah, no, I look at it, but I look at it as they saw it. I don't see what they do, I saw their attitude. Like for instance, you see Bugaro was a fan of Raphael. 
But you don't say he's mimicking Raphael. You never say, oh, I confused the two or he didn't add anything new. No, it's totally new. Totally but at the same time, you can see a reference to Raphael. Yeah, and I think sometimes the classical realism is not classical and it's not realist because uh, it's an, 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 uh, a mannerist of this, but it's inferior to like, for instance, now we like opera. Opera is something that has been for a, for a long time, but now they have developed better ways to do opera. Like opera now will blow anybody's minds from the past. Like it's so much better. Like I mean, ballet. just the production value and well, the, the voices the range, the like the that, technique. Yeah. yeah, ballet too. And it's in sports too. In sports, like the athletes now are gnarlier than ever. Exactly. So for so um, something like that is part is part of our society. Contemporary society accepts that, and they go in the limo and they show off their tickets and their scarves and whatever, and they go and see it and enjoy it. And the medium is contemporary, like the way to get there. Like you can see a paint a, a movie by Gladiator, but the the fact that it's on a huge screen and sound and you're eating popcorn. It's contemporary. Yeah. But if you have a painting that is a mimicky of some other painter of the past and it's just like too safe and too approved to be pretty or something, I don't think it's going to be accepted uh, because, it, I mean, maybe some people will accept it, but I don't think it's going to be that successful because it's lacking that new place that you need to take the people to. Successful you know? in the art world? Yeah, in the art world or, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or even for you, like as an artist, if you want to be influential as an artist, it's good to, for you to go and say, I'm going to take people to this new place. You mm -hmm. know, I'm going to show them what I, how crazy I am. Like the masters, like uh, Rembrandt said that, oh, you know, I'm not going to be my teacher. I'm not going to be, I'm going to do this, even though I take the risk of being rejected or maybe he didn't think about it, but he just, he did it. He could be painting from photos. doesn't matter. Like what he did was just amazing and a new way that people never been there before. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's eccentric. I, I think that word is has to be present. You cannot be lost in the crowd. Never. Uh, artists that stand up in history mm -hmm. are people. Are artists that did things that were eccentric. Damien Hirst is eccentric. He, he oh you want to paint a shark are you painting realism well I bring you the real shark I put it in front of you how how hyper realistic that is mm -hmm. uh, so, I guess no no whoa, he I didn't mean, catch it I would have more no, he didn't catch it no, I would have more either. respect if he caught it and built the box I'd be like oh okay that's pretty pretty crazy but he's just like oh, I'm just well he's not painting art is not about the process it's yeah. about the end result and I think oh, it's about process too. Yeah, but the, succeed, the success of it is not based on the process. You know, it's about the like if you. But there are different levels of success. Yeah, yeah. There are different levels of success, but like what other like what level would you talk about? Like what? Um, yeah, no, of course you can have success within your family members, <laughs> <laughs> or you can have, you can be successful in you know My within fifty people. Are you talking really about like, selling a uh, no. selling a piece of art? Or are you talking about like making a piece of art that stands the test of time? Or are you yeah, talking about a piece yeah, of art exactly. that no. satisfies yourself? Which one? You know what I mean? No, I'm talking. I'm not talking about marketing or yeah. or making money. I'm talking about uh, making art that it, that takes you somewhere else. Succeeding, like meaning, like I. I did something, I expressed something that has not been done like this before. And it moved someone. It moves, so, it moves, it moves many people. Because sometimes you, you spend a lot of energy doing something, but nobody cares. And I think uh, uh, sometimes you do something quick and, and it, it moves people. Yeah. Mm, and so it doesn't matter yeah, how true. the process was or how, you, how much energy you employed in it. If, the, if, if it's successful, it, you know, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah. You know, but whatever. Yeah. 
But the, just booked. setting some boundaries here. Just, to, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> just defining what, what you, you know. No, no, I meant successful was expressing, good, like having a good voice. Like I'm saying something and if you understand it, I'm being successful with Absolutely. my words to express something. that. That's what I meant. Like if I go tricky practice with Bram Fra, I was not <laughs> successful with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? You know. Um, drink water. <laughs> that's a... <laughs> You were saying before about how somebody's Rembrandt influence, but his paintings don't look like Rembrandt. That's a very, uh, the, you know, David Gilmore could do a great Jimi Hendrix without playing Jimi Hendrix licks. He would yeah. play his. He would just. He would sound like Jimi Hendrix. You know what I mean? He could. He could sound like him, but he wasn't actually playing. He was playing his own stuff. He wasn't he was mimicking like, him. Like right. it, yeah, yeah, I mean, he absorbed it into himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Black Sabbath. When I was, I was saw, heard this interview with them recently, and and I mean, Ozzy's biggest influence and his heroes were the Beatles, the Beatles yeah. and you know Black Sabbath sounds, sounds, sounds nothing, nothing like, like the Beatles, Beatles. Like, <laughs> yeah. but all throughout music it's like that it, it again back to these like music podcasts that I was listening to when they start talking about their influences you're like whoa that's left field yeah, I mean, but it actually was inspiring because it was like wow these guys and girls were listening to you know the greats, but they were the greats in completely different genres, and you could see that they took the the lessons, the information, the greatness, and and creativity, and made something completely yeah. new and 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 their own and thing, equally or if not bigger than their influence. And I think that's why one of the reasons I stopped doing the syncretism series that I was doing, which was for me, what was that? What was that well, series? Uh, after after the Angel Academy and I coming back and I spent spending a year in Miami, I felt I was in the middle of these two worlds and I felt the pressure. I was young, finding myself as an artist, and I and people were like, "Man, don't paint classical stuff, right. man. That's boring." And then I would do something, and then the other people say the opposite. Oh man, contemporary is like crazy, man. You're you're, you're too talented that. to do that. Still, yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me do some a series of work that includes these two opposite forces right. schools of thought and i'm gonna get the the modern's with the hatred they have against the classical figures and i'm gonna push them together and i started getting uh iconic images and mixing them up in within one painting and see how i can explore that and i named the syncretism because it, it comes from uh, it's more mostly used in religion in Cuba when the Africans with the religion met the Catholic Church, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they they became Afro-Cuban. They Afro-Cuban religion comes out of that. So they have they have a. Uh, gods from africa and they name it with like saints of the catholic uh-huh. church you know and that is like a music, fusion a lot, a lot of the great cuban music mm-hmm. came from too yeah it's an afro-cuban mix mm-hmm. and when i found myself in the middle of these two uh opposite forces i'm like you know what i'm gonna paint both things and see what happens um so i started developing it and i that was a show i had with eleanor edzinger in 2011 in chelsea successful i have been i've sold most of those works i it was successful but Time passes and one, we mature and we see the world differently. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Instead of using images that has been approved, and I'm, even though I'm mixing them, I'm the DJ uh, mixing these two uh, styles or many styles of art, I'm going to see how can I express my own voice, like my real like yeah. own vision with paint. So, right. so then so I started the newer series. So the newer series with these stereotypes that I'm doing is that. It's just I'm getting people that represents a bigger par- part of society and painting them. So when I paint my father as a welder, he... You think of many welders. Yeah. You don't need a title right. for the piece, and and just I'm having fun now with discovering that, and you know, the beauty of art is that it's trying to reach for that unattainable thing. It's like yeah. you're following this thing, and, and you're imagining perfection, and then once you once you paint it, 
you totally know that it's a failure and you're like well next painting so yeah so it'll, next, it'll get better and get it and that's i think why i produce so much is because i'm i'm always like looking for something and it doesn't come out yeah yeah and i just keep canceling paintings and you go okay <laughs> let me, on to the next one i think that's really encouraging actually because a lot of people you know they put it all into this one little you know okay everything's into this one painting and if it doesn't work oh then i just i'm no good and i shouldn't do this anymore oh, I, didn't yeah. get, I didn't get it out. it's just or, right to the next one boom get them out get them yeah, out or they develop no i'm developing my voice and i'm not showing anybody until i get it perfect that's in your mind man yeah. nobody's gonna measure you with nothing you're just exist there and bring it to a world i show it i paint bad i show it i make a mistake i show it i make something that i think is good i show it too who cares you know it's just like it's fun man it's art i, I would get really uh insecure about stuff or not insecure more like just like tense and lately though insecure. i've you're insecure <laughs> yeah thank you jay Brown. Uh, but the uh, the other thing that i've been interested in lately is making myself uncomfortable Nice. That sounds weird. Try it. Of course. But like, you have to really, risk it. Really risky. And I don't mean like, oh, it's all or nothing. It's the idea like I'm just going to get out of my pushing safe it, spot. Pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. get yeah. out of my safe spot. Like, I mean, in, let's say boxing. I could, wouldn't compare it because you want to be safe. You want to listen to it. You want to do the right move in <laughs> yeah, boxing. Because you don't want to get punched. Yeah, no, you don't in the like, what if I just you close my eyes? You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mix Let it up a little bit. Yeah. Let me put my hands down and close my eyes and see what happens. <laughs> No, yeah. no, nobody. No, you could totally encourage. Yeah, the blowbacks in boxing might be a little bit more. Yeah, severe. what are <laughs> But I, I but you know what I mean about like no, that uncomfortable. Man. Like I've been interested in that lately. You should, and you did it. I mean, the way you were succeeding in, in I mean, that's what I mean. Successful, being cool. You were doing street art, graphic. Uh, yeah. I mean, graffiti and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's so cool to do it. And I think uh, the only way, the only point i see in you going to an academy it will be to improve that fire that you had you know mm -hmm. and um, and i see a lot of artists coming with creativity and creative works before and by the time they get filtered they get you know processed in the academies <laughs> they come out and they're square and 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 then you're like man less what happened to your creativity less man? creative than yeah. when they came yeah in. sometimes i'd rather There's see their work before when they was bad you know like man i definitely see that and i'm a, and i'm a big you know advocate of the ateliers and everything but in a way it actually puts you on the spot to sure say, you have the skills now don't. and you can't hide your you know oh i'm being really creative and i just don't you have the skills now like how creative are you because now you can really crystallize those yes, thoughts but, but so it, it gets very hard nobody's gonna forgive you for that your your peers that are supporting that community suddenly you're like you know what i'm gonna do this like yeah man what about me like don't leave me behind no <laughs> so so you're sometimes afraid uh people are afraid and and to to be to disappoint your the taste of of that you have created in this group for so long because it takes a while and it, and it should be like that but then you know you have to be brave and say man i'm gonna paint this stuff and risk it like you said like push the boundaries and see what i get it to and and it's and those people are accepted in the contemporary art world because the work has that power and that's why you develop a, a, a body of work it's not because you create some people say i've heard i've met i've met um that mentality and i used to think that a body of work was just something superficially 
repetitive yeah. so because that's the way to get in galleries <laughs> i don't think that's the f if you see any painter from the past they had the body of work and the way and it's not like one iconic thing repeated over and over and no over, yeah. because what you develop a system because of your sliding situation the way you process woes and it, it's about you then that becomes your body of work is you're thinking about an idea and it might move like a lot of people uh, artists have this um, periods where they develop this idea and then they move to another one yeah. but in that time you have you're not painting still life here and then a, a, a landscape here and then a figure here you're all over the place you don't know what you're saying and i think it's normal like you see a van gogh and he's a van gogh he, i know you don't you know you might be, be a fan but he I had a van system gogh. yeah it's so yeah. playful it's so full of uh of joy his paintings that you never experienced that in another painting before yeah. him yeah and I, and anybody you know uh carvaggio has his system he was on the run and painting quick paintings and doing this thing <laughs> and he has a system of work so he had a body He's of a work gangster yeah <laughs> man so you see that develops into into that identity and i think we have to you know accept it and see okay yeah. this is who we are and hey you know what i wanted to ask you just because i mean it sounds like kind of Cuba is part of your history, but not you don't feel necessarily too connected to it. But I mean, now that they're trying to open up relations between the U.S. and Cuba and make it easier to go there, like how do you feel about that? Does oh, that excite totally positive. you? Like, yeah, man, I'm, I feel it for the people in Cuba. They need something new, man. It's right. been forever the same system. Uh, oppressing them and I think uh, yeah that gives hope to people who cares I mean yes the government no the government is going to take advantage of this right. because those are the same people yeah. that you know created the whole thing so they're not going to change in a second but they will take advantage of it but it doesn't matter because it's they're always being exploiting the people so at least the citizens will have an, an opportunity to to see Americans to right. talk about it, Access. and I think that brings change in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's an influence. So yeah, you, I think it's a positive. Do you understand why there's a lot of Cubans in American Cubans, Cuban Americans, who are pissed off about it too? Yeah, of course. I have. Uh, it's more the older yeah. generation the because they left. suffered. Yeah. They they left and they suffered, and they are they are they have a cause, like they have a purpose, and the purpose is to defeat that. They want to yeah, die like looking the, at those people suffer. The, the, the Castro brothers. Cra and yeah. So and this is an opportunity for them to get more wealthy and take more advantage. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. So they are against that idea. But I understand both sides. Yeah. I, I don't. I never felt it personally. I'm thanked to the Castro family. I'm in America. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me go, guys. So you know. Um, so yeah, Something change is different. good, man. Uh, giving hope to people and and seeing what happens with it, rather than playing the same game that doesn't work. Would you ever want to like go and paint there or do do something? I don't I've know. I've been in Cuba two times because of my wife is Italian and uh -huh. she's always said, I want to see Cuba, I want to see communism before it ends forever. Uh -huh. <laughs> because it will end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I said, well, okay, I'm going to bring you to a fun part of uh, the world that is going to be, you know. North Korea. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's worse. So when you went, what was it like? What was the last, when was oh, the last my. time you went i went uh two years ago okay and it was insane and when i went there people look at me man i left at 12 you, you know and yeah. i go there 
And I, I come out of the car and I say the name of this girl that I saw like um, sweep, um, how do you say, like brooming, how do you say, like sweeping, sweeping, sweeping outside. Yeah. And and I said Marucci. That's her. That's her name. That's how we called it. Little Caesar. And she's Caesar? like Caesar. I'm like, how the hell did that? <laughs> what? <laughs> she rec- imagine that well, you those people that don't immigrate. They live in the same place, yeah. do the same thing. So they remember who's missing. So whenever you come back, they put the things together, kind of like make a guess and be like, yeah, that has to be Caesar. You know. It's, it's incredible how they are just in time, just like never frozen. pass, you know, it's just frozen there. What did they, I mean, what did you guys do? What was it like? Did you oh, run just, into a lot of people that you kind of knew? Everybody. Did everybody walking know around so the neighborhood you? screaming <laughs> out names just like I did yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, 12 years old, like you've got yeah, good you, friends. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember, well, not good friends because they have, but you, I mean, you, you come didn't get to even touch them, yeah. but like, it's you so know, so interesting, man, to go back in time. And, it's like I was, had two lives. It's like I went to a past life that i died from it's weird you just go back i'm like this is my surroundings i was one of those barefooted kids playing with a football uh, so what is the what's the future hold for uh for caesar Santos? i wish i knew <laughs> maybe i'm dead by the time i get out of this thing like, who, who <laughs> it's some freak crossfit yeah. accident right. <laughs> oh caesar t- <laughs> <laughs> great great job on the podcast <laughs> He clutches yeah. his chest yeah. like. I'm a, I'm a person who's not. I'm not afraid of, uh, of of risk, but I don't I don't plan things too much. Like I just you know uh, I had a motorcycle. I was doing stunts, like doing catwalks or I don't know uh, wheelies. How do you call yeah, it? Like, wheelies. Like, yeah, wheelies and and doing stuff like that. I I love it and I go spear fishing and fishing barracudas. Like yeah. I love it. I'm not afraid of of dying or anything, but I don't plan my. I mean, I don't want to plan die. on dying. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to die. But I don't. I just enjoy my life. I don't think of the future. I go like you know, piece, uh, piece by piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put yeah, it together. yeah. And it's now I'm excited because oh, and I and, for, and, for, and I wanted to say since I'm here, I will be uh, releasing a DVD Ooh. this year. I uh, never done an instructional video, so I'm, I'm, this year is happening. So I just wanted to announce. What kind of? What's the DVD about? Like a well, paint? A, a portrait painting. Most painting. likely, it's gonna be, uh, you know, my 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 process of mm-hmm. portraiture. How come you're doing that now? Well, because oh, I don't want to say. Well, um, I might win an award that they will do it for me kind oh, of thing. Oh, know? very right. cool. They will help me do it mm. so I don't have to invest the time from my developing my art into doing it. That's why right. I haven't done it because I don't find the time and I feel bad because a lot of, re- I get a request, teach me to do this do this workshop and I just can't. Like I enjoy painting in my studio right. and, and selling paintings. So, but this this is an opportunity that I was offered and, and I, I will take advantage of it because I think it's only fair that I, uh, share my system and my process mm-hmm. that will be helpful for others to to feed from, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's time to do it, and that's that's why I'm doing it now. I'm getting helped. Uh, right. It's not just gonna the opportunity yeah. kind of popped up. I'm and, gonna invest a yeah. couple of days painting, and that's it. I'm out of that. Do you have any shows coming up or anything? Yeah, in September, October, I'm gonna have a solo show in Miami. Oh, very cool. With this new gallery, actually, What's the I gallery? have a the gallery that represents me now is Waltman Ortega. They are located in Paris and Miami. Mm-hmm. And this is the first gallery I get like a real artist gets into galleries. I had a, <laughs> You actually didn't like come <laughs> into going through the back door. Galleries like, one. Um, that represents realism, classical realism and stuff, whatever they call it. it they sell by paintings. They don't develop the artist. They develop... They If you have something that is sellable, they'll take it in, sell yeah. it, give you the money, yeah. boom, you're done. They don't care about you really yeah. much. But this other 
uh, assist in the system of the contemporary art world, they develop you as a career. They don't take the they don't push the prices up just because you know people are buying it or something. It's more they they look at your resume. How many museums have you been in? How many shows have you had? And they are respectfully go up in price mm -hmm. as you mature as an artist. Mm -hmm. And and I always they don't. I never had any request from any gallery to come to my studio. They're like send me an email. What do you have? Yeah, I like this one, not this one. They don't care. When I do a painting that is not pretty, was, they won't like. They don't it, like it. It was like product where they'd be like, "Oh, I can more like this. a product, more yeah. like a store." Like, "Oh yeah. yeah, people will consume that, buy it," you know. But now they respect me and my vision, and I'm sure if I take this, what you like, this series that you said you like more than the previous one, to where where the previous worked, they probably they pro probably wouldn't want this series right. because they'll be like, "How who who the hell want want a welder in their living room?" Right. But this gallery respects my vision and mm -hmm. says, "Okay, I want to help you like." help you do what you do develop the artist so they like they they, they did a studio visit they went they looked around they like we'll talk about this and that and and i had some classical more classical accepted or um, looking paintings and they i said what about this i can do this and they sell good and they said yes i know but they don't take me to a new place mm -hmm. i haven't i see this and i i don't i don't think of you when i see the other ones i think of you the temperament that you have on your, mm -hmm. your vision and i'm like oh yeah cool man because yeah. I, I thought nobody liked this shit. right <laughs> you know no no so for, i think what you guys are doing is great because i listen to the podcast and sometimes like really oh i i, I wish i wouldn't hear what the artists have to say you argue <laughs> with it you're arguing you argue with, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the speakers yeah that's I mean, good though i've been getting I'm ready to get it this time. <laughs> I'm happy you're right, arguing. Do you have any like? Yeah. Do you have any bullet yeah. points that you yeah. want to like? Let's talk yeah. about here. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fun. Like I love what you guys are doing. And while I paint, I listen to the podcast that you guys have, and I think it's just beautiful to be able. Because, for instance, when I moved in, I said David Cassen. It was it was a great opportunity for you to have him here, so that I can listen to what he has to say. Yeah, and. Uh, and you know many artists like that like i wish it was everybody would come and, and talk for a little bit because it's impossible to meet everybody and and talk to them about this stuff you know yeah and i and i also think that even though we're you know relatively in the same genre of art you start seeing that there's it's filled with a bunch of different characters everybody it's kind beautiful. of approaches it that's and it's slightly thing. different, I mean, magical, really different ideas it's amazing that's really fun to so it, and different approaches to like getting in the our yeah. world or interpreting yeah 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 but but the uh, yeah all of it together and to me it's it, you know my experience with this is it's it's fascinating for me because i'm like wow this is a no you guys thing. are kicking it man i think that's amazing to to be able to come up with this and, yeah. and do it I, i'm like oh man i want to be in radio <laughs> hey caesar thank you hey, caesar, so much thank you so much caesar, man thanks for so taking time out of your schedule here and super fun to talk grand central atelier thanks thank you grand, grand central, yes, grand central. Yeah. awesome i that's one of the schools mostly, I, I think at the Angel Academy, they talk more about this academy than the Angel Academy. Oh, really? No, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Michael John Angel is a fan and respects this school. And that's how I started learning about you guys. And as soon as I was in Miami, I was like, I need to get close to these guys. Yeah. And it's amazing what you guys do. It's magical, man. Your cast and everything. I don't know about window shading or anything like that. Yeah. But I look at your cast and it looks so real. Like, yeah, whoa, Jacob I mean, has definitely created something amazing. Here, yeah, pretty, very cool. Yeah, stuff. it's just beyond, beyond reality. And I think that's what the beauty of art is. Just altering it uh, to that point. Yeah. Thank you, Jay Brown. Thanks, Brown, Jay. Brown. Thank you, guys. No, <laughs> thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Cheers, Caesar. Guys. Awesome. All right, Caesar. Todo en español. He's a commie. Get him out of here. I don't want any commie art. He made that joke.